When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yes, some nice theme music for films with Ross and Niall. Do you like that, guys? Oh, wow. That's amazing. Is it good? One of my favourite film intros. (laughs) There you go. Now, we're talking Oscars, the winners, the losers, lots of reaction, big surprises as well happening. Can we go first of all, uh, because you guys have done your predictions and neither of you are right on this one for the best picture. Can I go to you first of all, um, Niall? You picked... Roma, was it? I did, yeah. Let me first of all say it's an honour to be here. I'd like to thank the Academy for giving me <laughs> the opportunity to, to come and talk about the films that didn't win. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a shocker, Best Picture, really. Green Room last night went home with the Best Picture Oscar. Uh, I picked Roma, which uh, it went home with the Best Foreign Language Picture Oscar. Maybe that is what uh, split Swedish, some yeah. of it. Um, I think uh, a lot of people might not be aware that Best Picture is one of the only categories that's voted on a, a preferential ballot which means you pick your favourite and then you rank your second favourite and your third favourite and when if your favourite doesn't get the and I'm not talking about the favourite I'm talking about your your, your, prick, your preference yes, yes, yes. Uh, that it, when it gets knocked out, knocked out then your votes for the other two kind of come and Green Book it's a fine movie it was a safe bet and I think they went for a safe bet for it Yeah absolutely I would I would totally agree with you there whereas the favourite was the other end of the spectrum completely not safe No and the favourite is very much a movie that I think could only have come out this year Mm. you know whereas I think my notes for Green Book just say maybe 15 years ago it would have you know walked out with a load of things but it's an old fashioned movie old fashioned not necessarily a bad thing everybody I've talked to who's seen it has enjoyed it it's got two great central performances best picture no Yes, I would have agreed there. Ross, what's your feeling? Because myself and yourself were secretly gunning for the favourite yeah, all along here. Right. And, you know, we're, we're, we're faced now with Green Book getting Best Picture. What was your reaction initially when you heard that getting was, Best Picture? Yeah, I was very surprised. As I said, if it wasn't the favourite, I would have presumed it was Roma that took it. And for anyone who hasn't seen Green Book, because it probably isn't as well known as some of the other uh, nominations, it, it follows the real life uh, road trip by a black concert pianist, Don Shirley, and his Italian-American driver through the United States uh, United States Deep State in the 60s. And while it is a surprise, it did have a number of high-profile awards in the run-up to the Oscars, uh, including Best uh, Picture Musical or Comedy um, at the Golden Globes. 
Um, but it also has faced accusations of not exactly sticking to the truth from Don Shirley's family. Um, I thought the movie was pretty decent. I agree with Niall on that one. But um, I, I don't think it deserved the, the best picture win. Uh, the central relationship between Viggo Mortensen and uh, Mahershala Ali is definitely charming. Um, and at times it can be very funny. But I don't think that it has really anything new or fresh to say mm. about the serious issue of racism, which is central to the theme of the movie. And um, I suppose as well as that, I was surprised um, Peter Farley, he's the director of that movie, and we would have known him from... Comedies. Comedies, yeah, Dumb yeah. and Dumber, Shallow Hal, there's something about Mary. Mary yeah. So it's a bit of a dramatic turn from him. But I suppose you can see that as well with Adam McKay, who was nominated this year for Voice. Mm. Um, he kind of turned to doing kind of more drama films um, with 2015's The Big Short. So yes. it's a surprise turn for him. But yeah, definitely don't think it deserved to go home with the best picture Oscar and uh, can we just for one moment or actually sorry uh, 49 seconds to be exact <laughs> uh, can we just appreciate Olivia Coleman because she did get the Oscar for The Favourite myself and Ross can I just say bula bust to us <laughs> we, we were delighted and we predicted that this would happen mm. and so so deserving so we, her speech is hilarious in its entirety you should check it out on, on YouTube but we've just sort of whittled it down sort of to the best bits so here she is in action this is hilarious. <laughs> Got an Oscar. <laughs> um, uh, I have to thank lots of people. If, by the way, I forget anybody, I'm going to find you later. I'm going to give you all a massive snog, and I'm really sorry that if I might forget now. To be in this category with these extraordinary women, and Glenn Close, I, you've been my idol for so long, and this is not how I, I wanted it to be, and I, I think you're amazing. I love you very much. I love you all. Um, my kids are at home and watching, look. Well, if you're not, then, well, kind of, well done, but um, I sort of, sort of hope you are. This is not gonna happen again. Um, and, uh, uh, and any little girl who's, who's practicing their speech on the telly, you never know. That's the last bit I just absolutely love. Any mm. little girl who's practising their speech uh, out there. Look, look yep. at me and, and what I've achieved. So I'm just thrilled for her. Niall, you are gutted. I, I am not <laughs> gutted, no. I was asked to pick who I thought would win. I'm delighted that Olivia Colman won. I think she gives a great performance. I think she probably voted for Glenn Close to win as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I thought the way it was going, I thought it was Glenn Close's year. She's been nominated seven times. Uh, this is her seventh nomination and failed to win, you know. Uh, but it just goes to show you that the the strength of the performance that Olivia gave in, in The Favourite, uh, she's like uh, an adult toddler who, <laughs> you know, loves passionately, hates passionately and, you know, enjoys cake and rabbits. So <laughs> yeah. I think that alone is enough that to, to, uh, to uh, mean that she deserved to go home with that Oscar. And in terms of Glenn Close, is it a case, do you think that the Academy just don't like her or what's going it's, on? It's hard to know. Um, the film itself, the wife is a, she gives a very restrained performance in it compared to Olivia Colman. Um, it's they've it's a film that they made a couple of years ago. They, they, they held it back to kind of give Glenn a good chance for uh, the award season. And she did walk away with, you know, the Golden Globe for Drama and Screen Actors Guild Award. And, you know, I thought that she was a shoe in for this, but, you know, it, it's... Just wasn't her night. It just wasn't her, her night. Not her year again. 
Now, uh, we all knew that Rami Malik was going yeah. to pick up the gong. No surprises there anyway. We, no. we were, were all right on that one. Uh, best Supporting Actress. I think we were all rooting for Rachel Weisz, but Regina King picked it up. Now, you uh, have seen, or nobody has seen actually, no, If Beale Street. No, I haven't Sorry, I thought, thought one of us had mm. seen it. Well, none of us have seen this. It's uh, If Beale Street Could Talk. Now, a lot of people are going on about this film and a lot of people talking about her performance. Have you heard anything about the film that you could share with us now? Well, I know it's based on a book, uh, it's based, It's a kind of a, a staple of you know high schools in America. It's one of the classics of Black American literature, um, and uh, she apparently gives a brilliant performance. I'm going to seek it out now. Yeah. That she's mm-hmm. won it. I think she. The reason she was on my list was, I didn't think the. I think Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz would have split. Yes. The vote yes. for the favorite, mm-hmm. and. Um, as strong as Marina de Tavira in, in Roma was, I didn't think the way it was going, I thought that it was going to be Regina King and it was. So, so yeah. And and Ross, what did you make of that? Were you surprised? Did you think Rachel Weisz might have gotten it? Yeah, well, Rachel Weisz did win the, uh, the BAFTA and I think uh, a lot of people thought she was going to win this. As you said, it might have well split the vote herself and Emma Stone kind of competing in as she showed her but that shows the strength of the supporting cast in the favourite which is fantastic um, again I don't think um, If Beale Street Could Talk got a massive wide release in no, Ireland certainly no. didn't see it advertised which is a shame I'm, I definitely will seek it out afterwards uh, Regina, Kling, her, Regina King her character she plays the mother of young African American woman who with her family's uh, support seek to clear the name of a wrongly charge lover and prove his innocence before the birth of her well her grandchild in this one so I must seek it out but um, by all uh, accounts I've heard she gives an amazing performance in it Okay so we'll have to uh, wait for the opinions on that one Now Ross you were way off Where, what was Way way off On this next one What was happening around your thinking about uh, Sam Elliott for Best Supporting <laughs> Actor? Well I, I figured that um, I knew A Star um, A Star is Born wouldn't win a lot I knew it would win the song, best yeah. the best song because that that was uh, but I thought they were going to give it something you know kind of consolation prize nearly and Sam Elliott you know he's it just seems like it was his time to be recognised sometimes you see that in the Oscars where uh, an actor who should have been recognised years ago isn't and they kind of give them one as a consolation mm. you see it with Al Pacino for a scent of a woman when he should yeah, have got one maybe in the true. 70s or yes, something yes. like that um, but yeah it was uh, Mahershala Ali who uh, won in supporting for Green Book. And he actually won the, the same award, Best Actor in a Supporting uh, Role, two years ago for, for the movie Moonlight. Um, and actually that means that he is on the, only the second black actor after Denzel Washington to win more than one, ask, uh, one Oscar in the awards show's 91-year history. Wow. Which is a bit shocking when you think about it. It is a good performance from him and he has great chemistry with Viggo Mortensen. Um, it's a tough category as well though um, mm. going against the likes of Adam Driver Sam Elliott as I mentioned Richard E. Grant who I, I know Niall was going oh, I was for, hoping, I was hoping well, that I th- it think might we be Regis here yes. yeah, he gives a tremendous performance in uh, the movie Can You Ever Forgive Me uh, it's uh, it's basically a kind of nearly a two-hander between him and Melissa McCarthy um, he plays the kind of well-worn uh, trope if you like of gay best friend of the lead character but he brings an awful lot to it uh, in a film like a lot of the movies this year that you know full of characters that you don't necessarily like but mm. performances that you really like because mm. they're given by by such charismatic actors well guys we're just going to quickly go to what you've been to see in the cinema this week just leaving Oscars for the moment Ross you're all about death 
this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Death Day. Tell us about this. Yeah, this is Happy Death Day to you. It's a science fiction slasher movie and it's a sequel to 2017, 2017's Happy Death Day. And the, the premise of the, these movies is that you repeat the same day over and over again, hunted by um, a masked, uh, masked killer. So think Groundhog Day meets Scream. And uh, so every time you're killed, you wake up and repeat in the, the same day and you have meets. to try to figure out who the, the killer is. And um, the second movie goes back over some of the terrain that was walked on in the first movie in the style of Back to the Future 2. And they even ref- jokingly referred to Back to the Future 2 in the movie. Um, I actually enjoyed the original, uh, the original Happy Death Day back in 2017. I thought it was a lot of fun and um, there were some scares in there. Um, but this movie just doesn't live up to it. It, it starts with an interesting premise, with the focus shifting from the lead actress onto one of the sporting actors from the first movie. But instead of going down this route, which I think would have been a lot more interesting, they dropped this premise quickly and they put the focus of the story back on Jessica Roth, who was the star of the first movie. There was a few laughs here and there, but not enough to save it. Uh, It's a shame because the beginning hints at a, a much more interesting movie that could have been so I gave it two stars out of five. Ooh, oh, no. Happy Death Day does it. Yes, yeah, it does die death. Yeah. Now, you have been to Everything Is Awesome Lego Movie. <laughs> well, I have some bad news for you, Sinead. Oh. Everything is not awesome. No, Back that's not Back in 20, 2014, when the first Lego Movie came out, everything was awesome. But I don't know if you've heard of a thing called Brexit. And there's a man in a big white house who wants to build a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything is most certainly not awesome in 2019. And it's been reflected in Lego Movie the second part in that I don't know if you remember the first film ended with the arrival of invaders from space yes. the Duplo animals mm-hmm. and they have wrought havoc throughout Bricksburg and Bricksburg now it, it resembles something out of a Mad Max film um, it's a post-apocalyptic wasteland basically and that's kind of the first 10 minutes of the movie oh god uh, yeah now I am happy to announce that although everything is not awesome that's okay because this is a life. very good sequel and in life everything is not always awesome um, I think this movie is a great sequel for the first film I think the first film is it was an amazing runaway success mm-hmm. uh, nobody expected it everyone expected I think a kind of crass commercial kind of cash in movie and it it just was a beautiful little piece of art very interesting very funny and the second movie while not maybe as good it develops the themes of the first one and it's got a lot to say about, you know, growing up, the transition from childhood to adolescence, how to play with siblings and, and just, you know, how, although everything might not be awesome in the outside world, you can be awesome yourself. Mm. Oh, I love, that's a lovely message to part yeah. with. Uh, listen, guys, thanks so much for all of your work on the Oscars and film reviews. We are going to be back with you guys on Friday, just after 12. Any hints as to what you're going to be watching? Uh, I'm going to see On the Basis of Sex, which stars uh, Felicity Jones. Um, I'm not sure yet. Uh, Possibly maybe the Liam Neeson thriller, but I don't know. We'll see. Okay, we'll wait until Friday. Thanks a million, guys.